All right, we're back with the Digital Healthcare Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Scott Hample, the president of MediAnalytics. Uh, Scott, thanks so much for joining. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me, Brian. All right, so MediAnalytics, we're going to get into that, but I have a, a really basic question that I'm excited for you to answer because I've asked myself this many times over. Why is analytics so difficult in healthcare? Yeah, that's a big one, right? Um, you know, I think the the simple answer is because healthcare is so complicated, right? Um, but the more detailed answer is uh, probably a bit more nuanced. So, you know, first, I think there's 3.6 trillion of annual spend in the U.S., and uh, one trillion of that is estimated to be waste per CMS research. So, you know, with that kind of numbers, there's almost a limitless amount of use cases for analytics that could be studied. So there's one, you know, area of complexity. Uh, The second is just, you know, the digitization of healthcare is propelling a, a, a massive growth of data. So, you know, I think surveys are saying, or studies are saying 25 zettabytes by 2025. So that's, well, that's absolutely an ocean of data. And so you got thousands and thousands of different data sources, different grains of data, structured versus unstructured, you know, like physician notes and things. And, you know, all of it, all of that's got to be, you know, painstakingly harmonized uh, into consumable analytics formats of data. And in healthcare, you know, oftentimes that data has to be 100% trusted, you know, because life or death decisions are are residing on that clinical data. So, you know, that's the second major area uh, of, you know, making analytics difficult for healthcare. And then lastly, I would just say is is the consumption itself uh, of the analytics. You know, I mean, data literacy in general, it's low, is low in healthcare uh, in terms of understanding, you know, how to make decisions on data, you know, how to action upon data. It's still relatively new in healthcare as it is in other industries. Um, it's not like, you know, EMRs, which have been around for 20 years, you know, those are systems that people know and understand how to, how to use and navigate. It's, it's not quite the same uh, with analytics. So people struggle to understand how to consume analytics. So, um, and in healthcare, there's a multitude of consuming constituents, you know, payers, providers, patients, employers, brokers, government agencies. So, um, so you throw all that together, all sort of three of those things. And it makes it, you know, pretty difficult landscape for analytics. Would you say it's true? Because I'm sure along throughout the healthcare history, people in the industry or the end users of these analytics applications, they they know the questions they'd like answered. Has that has that been the case from your experiences? Is that the the end users know the questions they want to ask? It's just only getting to today where we have the technology and the the data aggregation where we can actually start to answer those some of those questions? Well, it's certainly opening up a lot more. I think, um, you know, we have a whole thing that we do where we talk about the evolution of analytics from reporting to business intelligence tools to, you know, artificial intelligence and, and sort of the evolution of, of the sophistication of analytics. And what I would say is the comment that you that you make is, you know, when people want a report written for them that they will run, you know, either once or run habitually, they know what they're asking for, right? They know, you know, and so they describe, mm-hmm. hey, here's the, here's the problem I'm looking to tackle. Can you, you know, can you data analyst or IT person create me a report that, you know, does X and Y and Z? Um, but 
you know, I think that only really scratches the surface on the decisions that could be made with analytics. And so, you know, things became more modernized. You, you know, created BI tools like your business objects and your Cognos and things like that. And then things now have evolved into like Tableau and, you know, some of those tools and they help you with a little bit more visual data discovery. Um, but I think it's more systems like our own and, you know, and then there are some competitors where you can, the user can really drive and they may have had one question at the beginning that they were trying to solve for, but then once they, you know, found that answer, it led them to three more questions and they started drilling then into, you know, finding answers to that and finding more and more answers. And we're finding that, you know, that, that drives that kind of, um, enablement of, ad hoc analysis and allowing the end users to really navigate and guide their own sort of questioning, that that drives a lot more uh, value and a lot more adoption of analytics. Yeah. And I imagine once you once you open Pandora's box, the sky's the limit is, is probably yeah, then, what you realize. Then they always want more. Yep. Yes. Yep. They always want more and they want it, you know, in a newer way and, you know, with cooler data, data science and, and what have you. So exactly. Yeah. That's what makes being an IT professional fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so to talk about the company then, um, what what does the product do and what were the drivers behind the company originate, originating? Oh, okay. Um, well, thank you for asking. I mean, MediAnalytics, so we've actually been around 25 years. Um, it started off as a company called MediFinance, and our original heritage was around revenue cycle, uh, management analytics for providers. Um, and, you know, the company grew that way for about 10, 15 years. Um, about 10 years ago, we expanded into uh, the payer side uh, of things. And uh, we started, you know, a few years ago, we started looking at the, you know, the market trends for fee for value, the convergence of clinical, financial and operational data. Uh, how more and more providers wanted access to claims, you know, data, how more and more payers wanted access to provider and clinical data, you know, uh, all, all in the name of, of evolution and, and adoption of fee for value. And we started looking at our platform and going, gosh, with all these payer and provider customers, we could provide an, an end-to-end platform that would solve for a lot of challenges that are going on uh, in healthcare. Um, you know, right now there are 415 different analytics vendors, uh, if you go to HIMSS, that are offering analytics solutions. It's one of the most fragmented software vendor landscapes in, in all industries. And all of those point solutions, um, you know, being stitched together today are driving $20 billion in spend annually uh, by healthcare organizations on consulting and SI firms, on their own IT staffs to produce data analytics. And we looked at our own portfolio and, and breadth of analytics in our platform and went, you know, we could really reduce a lot of that spend and we could provide one universal platform uh, for payer and provider analytics where things reside on common data definitions like you know average length of stay is the same in your revenue cycle analytics products as it is in your population health analytics products for example um, but have one sort of common data library and then serve up uh, analytics you know healthcare analytics applications on top of it uh, and do that across payer and provider sort of 
uh, spectrum and, and processes. And so we've evolved to that. And so today, you know, our aspiration is to be the enterprise analytics platform uh, for healthcare organizations. Um, and we're really focused on payers and providers, uh, but also like integrated delivery networks, um, public sector, like divisions of Medicaid and things like that use us. Uh, a lot of brokers uh, will use us as an extension uh, off of um, the health plans. And so th- those are the constituents that we're serving. Interesting. So if I heard if I heard you right, that means the company really originated outside of healthcare and kind of grew into it. Is that true? No, we were in healthcare. We were just we were okay. on the revenue cycle management side. So our clients were health systems, hospitals, you know, who were submitting claims to payers okay. and trying to figure out how to, you know, uh, improve, you know, reduce their amount of denials and improve their cash flows, those kinds of things. Gotcha. So what's I guess what's different or the same because you ever basically you've laid out the entire spectrum of health healthcare for the most part. What's different or the same between all all the different players from an analytics perspective? Well, um, you know, with four hundred questions, got yeah, yeah. Thanks for the softball, <laughs> Brian. Um, uh, you know, with four hundred and fifteen vendors, you you don't have a lot of similarity. You you have a ton of variation there, right? Um, and, you know, you have some that are like the data aggregator companies, right? Like Tibco or Informatica. And they, you know, they, they orchestrate pulling data from, you know, lots of systems and landing it someplace. Same with like the EDW vendors, like your Cloudera and your Teradata and stuff like that. And then you got like people that then apply tools on that data. Maybe it's the data science vendors like SAS. Maybe it's uh, the visualization vendors like Tableau or Click. Um, then you have point solution vendors who, you know, we do RevCycle analytics only, or we really specialize in pop health, or we do payment integrity, or we do fraud, waste, and abuse, right? And, you know, and then you have vendors that sit on, you know, that might say, hey, we stitch, you know, a lot of things together like us. Um, you know, who go, why are you buying all of these point solutions and all of these point tools and, you know, spending 20 billion a year uh, industry uh, trying to stitch it all together? Why don't you, you know, there's a better way, right? And, and that's sort of our uh, proposition. So what I would say is, you know, e- each each of these vendors plays a role in the ecosystem of analytics. Like you can't have analytics if you don't have, you know, some consolidation of data. You can't have analytics if you don't have, um, you know, interesting ways that uh, your users can consume the data. And so visualization tools and stuff like that uh, serve a purpose. And so we embed them for example, in our own. It's not like we create our own visualization tools. We, we embed them in our own platform. So, you know, e- each of them is serving a different aspect of an end-to-end experience. Um, I just think that with all that fragmentation, it's, it's driving a lot of unnecessary spend. And sometimes it's also minimizing adoption because when the users are thinking, you know, when one department comes and says, my analytics tool says X, and the other department comes and says, my analytics tool says why, but they're arguing about the same thing. What that ends up resulting in is, is people don't trust their data. And when people don't mm-hmm. trust their data, 
they don't adopt the analytics. They don't use it meaningfully in decision making and you don't get the value then. So. Yeah, probably the other thing is that when it's a moving target, when you try vendor X and then vendor Y and then vendor Z, and it's like at some point you just have to pick one. Because right. if you're always changing the target, you're never going to get that adoption that you want. Right. It's just, you know, it's just a carousel of tools. There's a client of ours who he calls it um, toys, his Toys R Us, you know, how he <laughs> wants to evolve away from his Toys R Us. So, yeah. The question you answered was more interesting than the one I was trying to ask. What I what I was trying to ask was across payers, providers, government entities, the all the different customers you serve. I'm wondering how different their perspectives or their needs are from, compared to each other. Is it, ah, are they all kind gotcha. of underlying? That's an easier question. So <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, what I, you know, so certainly there is, you know, just this gradual evolution towards um, value-based principles, right? Um, the shift from the transactional fee-for-service landscape towards the, you know, fee-for-value landscape. And whether you be payer or provider, you know, the principles of the triple aim in terms of uh, improving quality, reducing cost, and, and driving patient or member satisfaction. Uh, those three principles, uh, you know, continue, I think, to serve as, you know, a, a North Star for healthcare organizations. Um, and so when you think of these different constituents, you know, we have major commonalities, for example, on our quality and population health analytics. Um, we have built out um, a payer provider core uh, where claims data and accounts and charges and clinical EMR data is all aggregated on one core uh, sort of, you know, uh, data warehouse, uh, so to speak. It's, it's more like a logical data warehouse, but, you know, not to get too technical. And, you know, and payers and providers both want to consume it. Uh, oftentimes the payers want to take in the clinical data from their participating providers uh, in ACOs. And they may extend these uh, same analytics tools that they have bought. They may extend them to their provider participating uh, ACOs and let the providers tap into the exact same thing that they're seeing. And that allows them to collaborate better on their ACO contracts, uh, as an example. Hey, hey Scott, when you say ACO, what does that stand for? Uh, sorry, sorry, accountable care organizations. Sure. So, you know, providers that are uh, managing populations and often taking greater and greater financial risk uh, in, in managing those populations and, and they gotcha. contract with payers uh, accordingly. Does that, does that clarify, Brian? Yep. Yep. That yep. helps. Yep. And so, um, you know, what we're seeing then is that, uh, you know, both the payers and the providers are running off the same analytics uh, with our pop health uh, and our quality measure uh, analytics solutions. So, you know, there, there's an absolute area of commonality. Um, in addition, like the divisions of Medicaid, they like the same stuff. Oftentimes they, they like that stuff because they are looking, uh, they outsource the administration of their spend to different managed care organizations. So the Medicaid dollars that are flowing through these different divisions of Medi Medicaid, they often then will contract with several managed care organizations to administer those benefits. And they use the analytics then that I'm talking about 
so they can oversee those MCOs and make sure that the MCOs are, you know, producing the, you know, the kinds of outcomes that they want to see on their Medicaid um, constituents and doing it uh, for the right kinds of costs, you know, and, and the appropriate kinds of costs, uh, you know, that are wisely spending those Medicaid dollars. So, you know, see that commonality there extended into uh, Medicaid. That makes sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And it's interesting. Would you say it's more because I, I, as you play that back, it sounds like everyone's drive or interests are pretty similar to at, at the core level or at the high level. I'm guessing they're, they're similar too in that the problem, the difficulty they have is aggregating the data or getting the data in a place to even run analytics on. Would you say that's the case pretty much across the board? Yeah, everyone's challenged by that. Everyone's challenged by that in healthcare is is how do you uh, aggregate the data? You know, um, you know, health systems are making all sorts of acquisitions, and so you know, just when they've just when they've gotten everyone live on their you know epic instance, if that's what they have, they buy a different health system and they use Cerner, right? Or they buy a new mm-hmm. one and they use Meditech or Siemens or some other EMR. Uh, you know, over on the payer side, they're buying into providers or they're buying other payers. And, you know, so you have a lot of that situation uh, where it's hard to integrate, um, you know, all these different uh, organizations that are running on different platforms. And then again, it gets back to the original thing that I was talking about, which is the explosion of data, you know, and, and data from different sources that's going on in healthcare. So, so certainly everyone is challenged by how do you bring in the appropriate data? How do you normalize the appropriate data? How do you join it up into a high performing architecture so that like, you know, when you run an analytics query against it, it doesn't take, you know, three minutes to return something meaningful. It's got to come back in three seconds so that a user can move on with their sort of thought process on, on getting their questions answered. So yeah, yeah that's certainly that a makes complete sense. So if you're, we'll, we'll leverage your consulting experience for a sec. Uh, and you can add your Venmo and we'll, we'll send you your hourly rate. So if you're a, <laughs> if you're a company starting and you know, you have data probably all over the place, spreadsheets, systems across the board, none of it's connected. What, where would you recommend starting? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, is it well, a strategic, know, are you putting together some sort of strategy or roadmap? That's probably where I imagine most people start. You got it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, the first thing I would do before, like you're, you know, really looking at your different data sources and your technology and stuff is, is to just back it up, uh, you know, into first your strategy, right? You know, what are, you know, what are perhaps the top five objectives of your organization? Um, you know, whether it be, you know, improving of certain care disciplines and improvement of certain you know, revenue metrics on the revenue cycle side, uh, addressing, you know, margin pressures through uh, optimization of your cost and supply chain and your utilization and things like that. Um, So, you you know, you figure out what your, what are the problems that you're trying to solve for where you don't feel like you have good insight to be able to navigate and, and improve your organization's performance. Then once you've kind of aligned on those, and again, I think the triple aim, you know, sets 
high level guardrails for everyone, cost, quality, and patient sat, but you got to break that down into your organization's individual objectives and metrics, you know, aligned with your organization's core competencies. You know, some, some organizations are better at certain specialties than others. Um, so once you know your success criteria, then you get into the landscape of evaluation, right? And, and you're exactly right in your comment that the first thing you got to figure out is the state of your data, right? You know, wh- what's the necessary data that you need to be, needs to be brought in? How um, accurate is your data? How, you know, how, uh, what's, what's the state of it in terms of um, how fresh is it? How much, you know, how trusted is it in proper formats and things like that? Um, because you got to think about, you know, how are you going to centralize things in order to be able to run analytics on it? Then once you do that, it's all right. Well, h- how do you want to then serve up those analytics and and to whom uh, in your organization? And so, you know, I think you start going through then the sort of build versus buy scenarios, right? Where, you know, do you want to buy certain point solutions? Uh, do you want to buy certain tools? Do you want to have your IT stitch things together? Do you want to have your, um, you know, do you want to hire a consulting SI vendor? Uh, and more and more, you know, are there are there sort of more cohesive and simpler enterprise solutions out there uh, that are available to you versus trying to stitch and, and build it all together yourself? So, you know, I mean, we, we at Medi Analytics like to think of ourselves as, you know, an example of that sort of, you know, maybe easy button solution for not maybe not all things. It's not we're not the panacea of analytics, but a wide swath of use cases that your organization might be trying to solve for uh, could be done. And then you get, you know, then you get the effectively the EDW, the data orchestration and the consumable analytics all in one solution, that, that kind of thing. So how would, um, how would the product that, is there a product name that, or is it um, Medi Analytics? You know, that- it, we just go by Medi Analytics um, okay. and then each individual product, you know, has a name, you know, and they, they reflect whatever sort of uh, healthcare use case and, and healthcare processes um, those analytics are addressed to. Makes sense. So if you're coming into a new client with a, a, a number of aggregate sources all over the place, how does the product go about bringing those together? Is that, and would you say, is that the core differentiator of the product? Um, the core, I mean, the core differentiator of the product uh, is that it's the all-in-one solution. Gotcha. Uh, the fact that it's, you know, we, we can orchestrate the data and bring it all in for you, normalize it, uh, serve it up for you and serve it up in a modern way with, you know, cool visualization and, you know, predictive machine learning models and algorithms uh, and then with the right healthcare context. So the core differentiator is the all-in-one. Um, and what you're describing, that, that scenario of clients got a bunch of different data, you know, a bunch of different data and a bunch of different systems and sources uh, is absolutely something that, you know, a challenge that we're uh, addressing on a daily basis. And we do it sort of two ways. You know, if, if the company, if the organization that we're working with if they've got a good handle on their data and they've got resources, um, then we just tell them, hey, here's our data spec. If you can get us the data in this spec, then literally the product lights up in a matter of days um, because you know once you've put it in our spec, 
it's a matter of just activating the instance, you know, on our cloud-based infrastructure and our, and our platform, which is software as a service. That's a rapid thing in today's day and age. If you can't get us the data, then, um, you know, then that's the long pull in the tent on any implementation. And so, you know, sometimes our clients say, hey, you know, we'll, we'll take on, you know, orchestrating all of this data and organizing it and getting it into your spec, but it's going to take us 90 days. You know, and, and in certain cases we go, okay, that's fine. And then other clients, what we 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 have a uh, partnership um, at, with a company called XDS, uh, and it effectively is tooling where uh, and consulting where we go into the client's source systems on their behalf, and we you know we extract the data, we cleanse the data, we get it into the formats of our products. Um, such that then the implementation can go on. Uh, and so we, we offer that as an optional service to try to help accelerate things and, and ease the burden for clients uh, around this challenge. Makes sense. So staying on the data topic, one of the things I find interesting is that the types of data is evolving so rapidly. You think about IoT or some of the newer forms of collecting data. It's one, the scale goes up quite significantly and the type of data changes where it's stream versus a single point in time how how do how how do you recommend companies think about that or how how does medi analytics think about that is it just another data source that you have to consider and it's kind of run of the mill versus compared to some of the existing data sources or is it something that you truly have to look at completely differently i mean it's it's certainly something that we put a lot of focus uh, and a lot of investment from an R&D perspective into, um, you know, because there is an explosion of um, digitized devices. There is an explosion, obviously, due to, uh, you know, everyone's running on EMR systems that are expanding into new and new data sources. There are, you know, new and emerging um healthcare trends like social determinants of health that, you know, bring in a whole bunch of new kinds uh, of data to be uh, evaluated and for analytics and, and consumed. So, you know, and, and listen, unstructured data is still really a challenge, right? Those, you know, clinical notes and, uh, you know, and the conversion of, of unstructured data into more structured formats such that uh, analytics can be run on top of it. Um, so I don't I don't think that challenge is going away, um, and you know I, I do think the trends that we're really looking at in terms of um, you know new data orchestration areas um, are you know certainly Internet of Things right so IoT uh, social determinants of health uh, brings in some very interesting. Uh, new data sources from, you know, uh, whether it be, you know, government agencies and Census Bureau data or food desert data or geospatial or transportation data, you know, so all sorts, an explosion of new data sources to be brought in. Um, behavioral health, right, and mental health, uh, that being factored in, uh, in terms of healthcare analytics are, are, are new data sources uh, to be brought in. And again, a lot of unstructured data in, in those fields as well. Um so look, there, there's a, there's a lot. Um, so we we put a lot of focus on you know those sorts of new data sources emerging, and then once you got it in, another you know then then other areas that we're really looking at, um, you know, and, and expanding on our are like data science and machine learning, 
you know, with, with this much data that's in healthcare, you know, we, we can't possibly expect humans to put eyeballs to things and, and identify all the problems and, and anomalies that need to be addressed. So having machine learning algorithms and models that surface the issues, you know, for a knowledge worker to action upon that, that's going to be hugely uh, important to analytics and healthcare going forward. So, you know, we're putting a lot of focus on that as well. Yeah, as you play that back, it gets me really excited about the future, because when you think about the existing data from the past, it's single point in time. And it's, you mentioned social determinants of health, which has been a big interest of mine recently. And the thing I realize is you can't, from the data we, that's existing, it's hard to infer and get to the root cause of the problem, whether that's transportation, lack of food, whatever. It, you, you can't really see that just at face value. You almost have to run analytics or, or dive deeper to get to that root cause. And then when you think about putting machine learning or some high-powered compute on top of that, that's when you can really start to uncover completely new frontiers in terms of data and, and analytics, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about the possibilities long-term. Um, you know, and I think that will evolve as more and more evidence-based studies evolve that, that demonstrate clear linkages uh, and, you know, at a detailed level and clear sort of uh, interventions and, you know, cohesive care plans that, that link both mental health with, um, you know, the actual physical uh, health of an individual uh, so that you can action against it. So, you know, as that sort of field of science continues to evolve and mature, uh, it's going to you know, open up a lot of opportunities for algorithms and machine learning and things like that to, you know, kind of uh, identify opportunities and, and, you know, and, and raise awareness so that, you know, actions can be taken that improve people's health. Yeah, the tricky part, it's humans are the, the end result or humans are what ultimately feel the action of whatever's taken from the analytics. So you mentioned it before, the quality aspects and just making sure that data is completely correct and that the insights you're surfacing are valid and, and actionable. Talk about that a little bit. How do you go about making sure you remain in balance and not moving too fast and, and creating undue risk? Oh boy. Yeah. So that, that's a, that's a huge topic uh, in the analytics field right now. Right. Um, you know, in particular uh, in the clinical settings um, and uh, you know, who do you trust, your doc or the algorithm, right? Like those those sorts of debates are, you know, starting to emerge and, uh, you know, boy, those are super tricky uh, to navigate. So, uh, you know, right now, meta-analytics, um, we're a little bit on the sidelines uh, as on that, you know, potential debate. So, uh, you know, we're, we're a software company. We serve up analytics, you know, based upon algorithms. Um, and but the sort of decisioning against those analytics is in the hands of our customers. Now, what we have done, well, and so let, well, let me continue with that first thing. It's in the hands of our customers. So, like clinical decisions that they would make is are based upon you know their interpretation as clinicians. Uh, financial decisions that they make, operational decisions are based upon their you know financial experts and their, you know, operations experts making those decisions, whether it be in the health system or in the payer or in uh, whatever organization is using our analytics. How, yeah, and Scott, however, real quick to jump in there, I think something that should be called out for in terms of analytics, you think about those people, they have the domain expertise, 
And that's really what they they hopefully love to do is make decisions around whatever domain expertise they have. I'm guessing prior to some of these analytics tools come to the forefront, they spent a whole bunch of their time just entering data or aggregating data. So I think that's the best in the couple instances I've dipped my toes into analytics projects, seeing the the end users and that they're able to focus on what they do best rather than all the admin tasks that goes into collecting the data and putting it together. Oh, for sure. I mean, absolutely. Like they're, they, you know, historically would request a report or something like that from their IT and, and have to wait two weeks or, you know, four weeks or whatever for it to turn around. And they've, they've probably moved on by the time they would get that report. Um, you know, in today's analytics tools, you know, like what we have, you, you can do it more instantaneously. So that certainly, you know, empowers them. But what I will say is, there's still a lot of the analytics tools today are still really black box. Like you don't know what was in that model. You don't know what was in that algorithm. You don't know what the inputs were that, you know, that went into the model and, and what was the logic that it went through that spit out the output. Right. And so if you are an analytics consumer in a healthcare organization today, and you know, you're making serious decisions like what you were just talking about, um, that's a real dilemma. And so what we have done over the last, you know, three years in particular uh, is we built out our platform. We call it, you know, MediCreate. And we have uh, just really opened it up so that it is fully transparent. Like you can drill in and see the SQL that is used in certain, um, you know, algorithms and, and analytics queries. You can drill into the R or Python code that is used in the machine learning model that is, you know, delivering a prediction or a forecast that, you know, your user is consuming. So, so we, what we have focused on is, you know, as a software company is making it as transparent as possible such that our constituents can have faith and trust in you know, how the analytics got served up to them because they, they can drill in and, and validate it all, all the way through. Absolutely. Makes a lot of sense. I what, what were we talking about before? Sorry, I interrupted you and now I can't remember. Uh, before we talked about, you know, um, how we see data evolving in healthcare. Oh, right. Um, right I think right, that's right. where we last right. left. And then you were talking about, you know, sort of the, and what I was just last answering, the concern around how, how do you make sure that um, the analytics that you're serving up are, are trusted, right? Um, and evidence-based and those kinds of things. And so that's- Right, 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 that's right. Okay, um, so I think we've covered a bunch of what I had planned. Is there anything else from Medi Analytics that we didn't highlight that you want to call out or just anything about analytics in general that's noteworthy? You know, I, I don't think so. I, th- I think we've covered sort of a wide gamut of things um, you know, in, in terms of what are the challenges that are out there and, and what are the opportunities? So, you know, I mean, we're, we're really excited about where the market is heading, uh, about, you know, the role that we can play in making healthcare more effective and, and more sustainable, uh, financially and otherwise. So, um, you know, so we're really excited and I I hope your user, or I hope your listeners, uh, find this to be an interesting topic. So thank you. Absolutely. Well, Scott, one more question. So I want to throw a, cause I think your perspective is so interesting. 
because analytics, it's so flexible and everyone can use it slightly differently. And you have such a broad breadth of, of customers. I'm wondering if you could, an open-ended question, you could take this however you want or wherever you want. If you could snap your fingers and solve one industry problem, what would it be and why? Hmm. Man, I, I would have, you know, I don't know that I can think of like the one, but I, I, I know, I know price transparency would have to be in, a, in at least my top three. You know, I just think healthcare pricing is just too complicated uh, and too black box right now, you know, here in the U.S. Um, you just have a tremendous amount of variance around the price of care uh, around the nation. Um, you know, and, and I just think about every other sort of consumer experience that I have or, or any of us have, you know, when it comes to interacting with the U, with the U.S. economy. I mean, there there's a consumer and a, and a seller, right? There's a buyer and a seller and you know what the price is and you, you know, you pay it and you, you know, you should get the outcome that you want. And you as an individual then research it and make informed buying decisions and it's incumbent on you. And while there is a tremendous amount of complexity in healthcare and you, you want advisement from, you know, your providers and care from your providers and things, it just feels like uh, the price transparency issue is a real problem. But when you say like, you know, snap your fingers, that's why it came to mind is that it, it's also a Gordian knot right now. I mean, there's yep. just years and years of contracts and between individual providers and payers. And, you know, I, I don't it's not really a clear path to a solution. You got it. So it's one yeah. of those, boy, it'd be nice to snap our fingers and yep. have that. It's always funny when I, when I talk to folks on the podcast, how, you forget that everyone in healthcare is is a consumer because we're all going to use healthcare at some point. So I think that's a great answer that we all can empathize and relate with. Right, right. Well, thanks so much for the time and sharing sharing your perspective. Uh, it's in analytics in particular is interesting because it's something that's brand new and never been done in the way it's being do, done at this present moment. And I've, as we touched on, it's got a whole lot of evolution to come in the future. So definitely something I'm excited about, and I'm. Thanks so much for sharing your perspective and, and diving deep with us. Well, thanks. Thanks as well. And, you know, best wishes for continued success with the uh, podcast. And uh, thanks a lot for your time. All right. Um, Scott, if anyone wants to reach out to you or Medi Analytics, what's the best way? Um, you know, we'll Check certainly uh, probably right off our website. You know, there's okay. a contact us right off our website. And uh, depending upon the nature of the inquiry, it'll get routed to the you know appropriate people. So. That'd be the best way. All righty. Sounds good. We'll, we'll end on that and be back with another guest soon. Thanks, everyone, right. for listening.